The Old Goal of Truth and Broken Bulbs are both proud members of the Create Vine. Hey guys, something a little bit different today. Actually, something way different today. We're sharing with you a completely different podcast, but it does have a lot to do with self-improvement, growth, and personal development in general. Today, we're cross-promoting Broken Bulbs, the newest podcast from Mecco Radio. Now, this show is all about exploring our failures, missteps, and mishaps, generally from a creative or professional viewpoint, but also a little bit of personal mishaps in there as well. This episode today, I chose because it is one of my favorites. It's a casual conversation you'll hear when we get into it, but it's with my friend Joe Sim. I really give a good intro, I think, I like to think so, when we get into the episode. But for now, enjoy this. Again, Bryce and I are on hiatus. We plan to be back in March with more regular episodes, or at least what will be the new regular. So again, please enjoy Broken Bulbs. It's genuinely terrifying when you're going to walk into a, a room of what I think it was 12 people and you think someone in here is getting married and I have to look like I know what I'm doing and like I obviously know who they are and I thought well of course you'll just be dressed in white that's perfect but no they're all wearing their matching wedding gowns of the same color. <laughs> Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined by Joseph Sim. Now get this, Joe is a wedding videographer and a talented filmmaker in general. He's also one of my favorite guests, being the only guest I know outside of the podcast. Because of this, this episode is a little bit more conversational, which I think adds some fun. Anyways, I can't say enough nice things about Joe, including that he was wedding videographer of the year for all of Alberta, which is pretty awesome. But Joe has some gaffes and goofs along the way as well. As a wedding videographer, for example, he once forgot who the bride was for a wedding shoot. Oof. That's coming up after the break. Broken Bulbs is the newest podcast from Mecco Radio. And since we're new, we're still needing to grow. One of the biggest ways that you can help us do that is by leaving a review. It's simple, it's free, and you can do it right from your phone while you're listening to the podcast. You can go to ratethispodcast.com slash bulbs, or use the first link in the show notes to take you straight to Podchaser. Thanks for listening, and thanks for leaving a review. Now, on to the show. Joe Sim. Ready to talk about one of your broken bulbs? Oh boy, golly, yes, sir, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about forgetting what the bride at a wedding shoot looks like. <laughs> gladly. Oh, gladly. I've been in the wedding industry now for about four years. It's been a long time and I've absolutely loved it. And so I, I did some consultations and with this bride in particular, I did the consultation the year, a year, a whole year before the wedding. We ran through all the details. We had really good rapport. It was amazing. And I just was feeling so confident that it was going to go great. And I was double checking everything. So I arrived to the hotel where her and I'm what would probably be realistically like 12 other people getting ready for this wedding, all jam-packed into the same hotel room. And so I've double-checked everything. I've double-checked the gear. I've double-checked the do I have enough storage on my memory cards? Does the, does the suit look okay? Am I, am I good to go? 
And I'm doing this mental checklist of, yes, you're good. Yes, you're good. Yes, you're good. Then my subconscious says, do you remember what she looks like? And I thought, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I do. And it was one of the, because you don't, it's, it's one of these lessons that I think you have to learn because no one told me. I met her a year ago in a Starbucks for like 20 minutes and that was it. Never occurred to me to get a picture. I just had a name and I had an address where I was going to meet her for this wedding. It's genuinely terrifying when you're going to walk into a, a room of what I think it was 12 people and you think someone in here is getting married and I have to look like I know what I'm doing and like I obviously know who they are. And I thought, well, of course, she'll just be dressed in white. That's perfect. But no, they're all wearing their matching wedding gowns of the same color. <laughs> Thanks for the interest. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> so, the reason I share that it showed me really early on, I'm really grateful for this, really early on in, in the industry that you are not going to have a perfect track record, which is really, I think it's very helpful to learn that as early as you can, that despite all of your great intentions, there are going to be times where you do silly things, there are going to be things that you miss, there's going to be times you make tremendous mistakes. I think if you're aware of that, as an entry point, it takes the pressure off slightly do you have pictures of the bride now that now that you've gone through this experience like did you change your behavior <laughs> yeah but we, we take tons of selfies no we don't take selfies on the travels, but i <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I, I this is something i never thought i would expose to the world um i'll i'll take secrets if especially now that a lot of consultations are online and through zoom there's a couple of sneaky cheeky screenshots that i take just so i have a face to put we also add them as a friend on facebook just so i can put a name just so i can put a face to the name uh because goodness it can't just be a name on a document that you think you can remember from a year ago yeah and i i mean you could show up and say all right where is she where's the bride oh there she's <laughs> how are you <laughs> You'd be so much better at this than I am. I, I, so I actually, that crossed my mind and I swear this happened. My intention was to say what you said, like, who's ready for their big day? But because I was so nervous and so aware of what was going wrong, I'm fairly sure I wanted it. Who's ready for a wedding? And everyone was like, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I, but I, especially then, could not be helped. So uh, I still to this day don't know if they know. But the wedding was great. We, we made it work. That, that's amazing. I'm glad it went well. The funny thing is, is that the way that I, the way that I thought of, okay, what I would do was I thought, what would Joe do? Because I filmed <laughs> weddings with you before. I've seen you, you know, how charismatic you are and how you interact with them. So I'm like, Joe would probably say this, but I guess, I guess Joe back then wasn't quite as experienced with it. It's either that, it's either that, or I'm just still faking it. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Maybe a mix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's most certainly a mix, probably. How do you how do you look back on on your failures and and feel um, feel okay with them? Oh, it's such a great question. You're so darn good at this. I can't I can't go through. I, I probably clearly can't go ten minutes without pointing that out. It's brilliant what you're doing. I. It's really hard because immediately your gut instinct, especially immediately after a failure, is to feel resentful, to feel angry, to feel frustrated, all of these very natural feelings. It's a lot, at the time, <laughs> we're laughing about it now and I still think it's very, I still replay it. And it's a, it's a funny memory now, but at the time it wasn't. Time has such a huge 
And if you're aware of this too, if you know that time is going to make this easier to deal with, it, it at least, I think it cushions the blow a little bit. You can at least think, okay, even though it sucks right now, realistically, at some point, maybe even in the near future, this will be a little less petrifying. Sometimes it just sucks. I wish I had a better, I wish I had a better answer, but you need that too. And maybe, maybe I'd love to hear your insights on this, on this as well. But I, I think it's maybe even a good thing that you can't immediately talk yourself out of the negative aspects that come from failure. Because if you could, it wouldn't be worth a thing. I, I think there is some value in that. It needs to, it needs to suck. It needs to have some, it's not going to have a long lasting effect. If it's not long lasting. And if you can somehow immediately reduce the, the anxiety, the stress, the worry, or even the, the haunting nature that some of these failures have. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Having those failures and having those experiences where where you mess up, it almost shows you the exception to the rule, right? It shows you where that line is and it tells you, okay, well I won't, you know, I'll cr- I won't cross that again. Or now now I know don't do this. How I mean, how have we learned anything, right? We break things, right? Scientists try to disprove their theories. And once they've gone through everything, they're like, well, it seems to work in every scenario that I've tried, right? And so I think applying that to our failures, applying that idea of, okay, I need to continuously uh, put put effort into uh, this improvement, right? I mean, you now you interact with brides in a different way and you make that effort to remember <laughs> who they are, right? And a lot more into that stalking than they used to be. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you realize, oh, that's a thing I should know. And, yeah. um, I know, you know, every, every time I've recorded a podcast afterwards, I think, well, that wasn't that great. Like I can change this. I can alter this. If you go back, I told somebody they should listen to my podcast. They started with my first podcast. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it was. How did, did you feel about that? <laughs> I did not feel great. They, I was like, so did you listen to an episode? They're like, yeah, I listened to uh, your interview with Seth Payne. And I was like, that's the first podcast I ever recorded. <laughs> the mics were bad. The I, I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to have an interview, right? And And so I think as you continue making those small adjustments, you continue to improve and, and you continue mm-hmm. to move on. Um, as, as kind of a last word for you, um, do you have any final thoughts to share with the audience on, on this experience? I, I do, actually. And it has a lot to do with what you, what you just said about you, you had a really interesting experience that I have been in a similar experience where someone has effectively gone to you and said, Alex, hey, I've seen your work. And because of the, the wide range of your portfolio and how, how extensive it is and for how many years it's been building, you, you, someone went and saw some, the, what was it, the first podcast that you ever made. I've been in a similar situation where someone has come up to me and they said, hey, Joe, I've just seen your video work. And that, that line freaks me out because I think, okay, they've either seen a wedding last season that I'm really, really proud of or they've stumbled across some YouTube videos that maybe yourself and I <laughs> made when we were like 16. And so there's, there's a little bit of fear in, in, in that. But at the same time, it's, I'm glad that we have our own failures as a post to look back on because I, I feel like it's a great indicator of how far you've come. 
since then, for better or for worse. I mean, if you look back and say, I'm, okay, I made that mistake when I was 14 and I am still making it, like at least it's such a good market to see what progress has been made. And I've, I've, I, don't, I, don't, I can't answer this for you, but there have been times where I've thought, okay, I'm really proud right now of the work that I've done. And I know that there are videos that I've made years and years and years ago that maybe I'm not, maybe they just haven't aged well, or maybe I'm, I wish that I could have shot it better because, you know, you gain more experience and you learn how to do things hopefully better. And I've been questioning actually recently, should I take them down? But at the same time, I, I, the main reason, the main thing that's stopping me from doing that is if I erase that, like I no longer have something that I can look back on and see where the progress has been has been made. I think we could all I think we could all do that in terms of failures. See them as see them as marking points as opposed to just this negative thing that haunts us. Like it could actually show us how much it could show us how much better things have gone since then. And of course we finish each episode with that one bulb, that one idea, try number one thousand that worked or at least is, is working for now. So feel free to brag and to plug. What is it that's working for you now? I'm currently working on a series that I've been thinking about mapping out for the last three, four years. This is a 10-part online series called This Is Joe. It's about 10 vital life lessons that I learned as a self-employed filmmaker. It wasn't working for a really long time on the scripts in the scripting phase because I thought in order to try and be, you know, helpful or dare, dare I say it, attempts at even being slightly inspirational. I just talk about things that went well. Like what are some of the highlights of the last three years as a self-employed filmmaker, the last four years as a self-employed filmmaker? Um, and it just, it was missing something. And Alex, you're actually the main reason that it started working. Instead of just focusing on all the things that went well, I'm actually spending a whole lot more time on the things that didn't. And goodness, it just, it feels so much more authentic now. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to have much more practical information than, oh, look at this cool thing. No, no, I'll tell you the worst things that I did so that you can not do them in the future. So I have you to thank for that. And it's a, it's a series that I'm really, really looking forward to. I've been lucky enough to work and meet with some very, very inspiring people with practical information. And that's what I'm happy to pay it forward and share with anyone that wants to watch the 10 part series. It's called This Is Joe. I love that. Well, thank you, Joe. That's my attempt at being profound, deep, and inspirational. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out in the comment section, I guess. It was perfect. Thank you. You're perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. Special thank you to Joseph Sim for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out Joe's work. I've linked his website, his YouTube channel, and his Instagram down in the show notes. His series, This Is Joe, will be coming March 1st, so go follow him to see it right when it comes out. You can also leave us a review using the first link in the show notes. Broken Bulbs is a co-production of Williams Redlich and Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host, and the music in this episode was by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.